everybody, and welcome to the Touch the City podcast. I am Max Mercury, and I am joined by the illustrious man himself. <laughs> Yo, the boy, you already know, your boy Tenny is on deck, on site, you know, ready to shoot. You know what I'm saying? We're ready to hit. We're ready to hit, you know, to, to give you out a game. You know what I'm saying? Give you out a game. You know, it's been a non-eventful week, unfortunately. Like, <laughs> I guess I'll, let, I'll lead with that. I'll let you continue. So on a, it sounds non-eventful. In contrast, I felt like this is, well, not felt like this was a very busy week for me. So before we even get into that, uh, if this is your first time listening, welcome to the Tusk City Podcast where it is just us two best friends just sitting, catching up every week. We just happen to record it. People say they like it. And so we keep doing it and we love to do it. And so we're here, episode 31. Uh, we made a big stink about reaching 30 and we're just going to keep going. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's what we do. We're just going to keep going. We love doing this. It's easy to do. We have fun doing it. And yeah, so like you said, uneventful week. So Tell me, why was it uneventful? What what did you not do? Did were you expecting it to be eventful? Uh, I mean, I guess I was talking more of uneventful in the notion of you know just the landscape. You know what I mean? Like, because I feel like obviously you know we talk about just whatever. You know what I'm saying? We catch up. That's the point of this podcast. You know, two homies kind of just kicking and talking shit. Um, and you know, I feel like usually we get to lead with you know kind of things that sometimes what's going on in the world but obviously covid has just kind of destroyed that covid has taken that away yeah. from us um so like this kind of conversation has just kind of really been what we've been doing through the weekend things have happened on the internet waves what we've been able to receive um you know just via the internet whether it's social media or news or you know whatever type of outlet like we we get those things and and, and like, that's really the information we get. But really, right now, it seems like there's nothing going on. But at the same time, you're right. It is eventful because there's been tons of things going on. I mean, at least for me, what did I physically get into and what I actually did throughout the week? Besides work, I mean, you know, I, I've been really on top of keeping in cleaning the house uh, and like being mm-hmm. on top of like grown man and adult like things, you know. I I really do feel like, and I guess I don't know, responsibilities, man. I like to be, I like to be at least vocal about that. And I like that I actually am recording this and, you know, things like this, we're having these conversations on podcasts because I feel like people aren't at least, um, you know, very like open about like at least the, the challenges that come with growing up. Like some people just act like, oh, okay. Like one day I just grew up and, you know, it's easy or whatever. Or, oh, I'm on my grown shit. And. You know, like yeah. people are ashamed for, you know, admitting that, you know, it is tough to just really be on like some 24 seven, like grown man tip or like for real or, you know, like struggling with doing your laundry and immediately folding it 100 percent. If you did like 30 lo- loads of laundry I for whatever reason in your house, not to not to cut it too hard to what you're saying, but I think that yeah. it speaks to a larger point that like there is this I look at it as a myth that when you're an adult, you have shit together. Like, no, like mm-hmm. nobody, like, yeah, there are people who are disciplined, like in that regard, like, let's say people are disciplined. Like I, I do laundry once a week. I do it specifically on this day within this time I get back, I fold it, but that's just based on the person adults. Mm-hmm. You're just people. So if you're a person that's not responsible, it doesn't matter how old you are. You're just going to do the shit whenever you want to do it. So mm-hmm. like if you're a person you're gonna do things with that discipline in mind so i just meant to say that like people just do shit whatever and i just find it funny that there's always like oh you know oh yeah i'm on my adult and shit but it's like we don't know what the fuck we doing you know like yeah. you just doing it 
tell you what you're liking and how you want to do it. Of course, mm-hmm. there's things you don't want to do, but you have to do. But even then, people are like, oh, I got to, you know, say if you got a car, I got to get my oil changed. How many people do that the first day that they need that you see the change oil sign? Or they wait till the shit's I know, I don't. I bro, I know, I don't. Yeah, I be wilding sometimes. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. You know, like adulthood is just really like, listen. You know, like sometimes you just got a lot of shit on your plate. Sometimes you're just like, listen, I don't want to do it right now. But the difference is, it's like there's nobody telling you you need to do this. So mm-hmm. if you don't do it, it's only you who's gonna suffer from it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, that's the fact. So yeah, you know, you've definitely um used the exact word that I wanted to do to describe it, which is you know showing that dedication, showing the determination, and showing discipline you know what i'm saying yeah. specifically the word discipline to like keep the clean around the house like if a dish even touches the sink yo just clean it immediately there's no dishes there's no such thing as a dish no more you know what i'm saying <laughs> like you just want to have that model home that like people come in and they see yeah. the house is spotless like that honestly is what i've been like um really aspiring to achieve like i don't know if it's for selfish reasons or you know just to show discipline there's many reasons actually why like you know i just want to Make sure, like, I want to, like, become a good, like, um, I guess, like, just role model individual. You know what I'm saying? Like, just become a better person in general. So, yeah. you know, I'm just working to do that. And, you know, I've been definitely taking that out on the house, you know, whether it started in here. Obviously, like, just revamping this fucking room and organization and throwing shelves up left and right and, you know, doing all those different things. And, you know, now, you know, I'm taking that out on the rest of the house. And, um, you know, I got a lot of plans, like, planned for the house. You know, I've been working on things like that. Uh, I've been uh, back into, obviously, PC shit. I actually secured an RTX 3080, man. That's been a big that. thing. Yeah. yeah, I heard about that that Best Buy run, but it was too yeah. late. So I was like, oh, oh man. Yeah, nah, yo, honestly, my boy held me down. Yo, shout out, Hamza. Shout out my boy, Hamza, man. He <laughs> held it down for me, man. Because, honestly, yo, as soon as it dropped, he hit the Discord. He hit my Discord, and he fucking just, like, alerted all of us. I mean, I just flew in there real quick and just, you know what I'm saying? I did what I needed to do. Like, like, yeah, nah, and it was so crazy. Like, cause it was mad seamless for me, actually. I I mean, I added the, like, I was clicking it a couple of times. It was telling me for whatever reason that the item that I was trying to select, like, it, it was something wrong with it online or like the way I'm trying to like check out or pay for it, it wasn't working. And then all of a sudden it just went through and I was like, oh, okay. And then, like, oh, the next yeah. thing you know, the next thing you know, all of a sudden, like, they talk about, oh, you know, oh, with the card information, um, for some reason, not checking out. And I'm just like, wait, card without uh, a card? And I'm like, yo, yeah. the site is really just bugging. And, you know, it was just a really odd checkout, but it just ended up going through. And, yeah. um, you know, now, you know, 3080 on the way. probably just like, <laughs> yeah, no, a lot of people. crazy. So you yeah. slid right past through all of that, really. Yeah, I definitely um, got through the cracks. I was one of the lucky ones this time around. You know, unfortunately, the first time around, like you, like we said on the couple episodes back, you know, you're sitting in front of the computer, the time hits and you don't see anything. Like you don't see it change at all. But <laughs> like, I think, and I tell people sometimes it is smarter or like sometimes if you can, if you can get to the site right after it opens, not like when you, mm. if you're sitting there before the queue opens and then you have to see the button change, sometimes yeah. it won't work. Like for whatever reason, the site will start just fucking up. Yeah. But if you could get the site to load after the time, like maybe if you hit reset, refresh like three or four seconds beforehand and then it loads after, then you're usually able to add and then check out really quick. There's something about the way that works. So like, as soon as he sent me the link, I clicked on it, bro. I got in 
I'm clicking on add to cart. I think I mashed on it maybe five or six times. Went right in and hit checkout. Payment went right through. I was shocked. I was like, oh, wow. And, um, wow. you know, I had a couple of dudes in the Discord wasn't able to get it. So, I mean, like, I, I know it wasn't just, it wasn't for, not everybody was able to casually go in and get it. So, yeah. Um, you know, that was pretty cool. Slip through the cracks on that. But that, um, other than that, I mean, um, I guess, you know, I don't want to reveal too much on this, but I have been shopping for a car. Been shopping for a car, mm-hmm. so now it's test driving. And, um, you know, let's just say something. Oh, I did see that tweet. Yeah, yeah. you said you were, you were like, oh, I'm, I, should, I should get this. But you're like, Yo. I'm, just, I'm just test driving right now. And it's <laughs> funny. I mean, but at this point, I'm not even going to lie, bro. I locked in. It's happening. It's, 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 it's pretty much happening. It's happening. It's pretty much happening. Um, and um, it's actually a replacement for wifey. It's a replacement for wifey's car. But, you know, obviously what are we talking about? It's our cars at this point. We've, we've kind of both just read. You know, me, I'm going to have the Spazazzy car and her. She's going to have the, you know, you, you, we thought it was just, let's just say this. I thought it was just going to be the, all right, the daily cruiser, the one that, you know, whatever you get around yeah. town, whatever, yeah. things like that. But it, it's actually ended up proving to be a very, very powerful car. It's going to be very fun, but it's very powerful. So um, that's going to be pretty fun to, I guess, reveal whenever we decide to reveal. Yeah. but. Um, I'm actually picking it up this week. I'm supposed to pick it up this week. Yeah, so so it's gonna be a night. Need that for that video? (laughs) Oh yeah, nah, for the video. Facts, facts for the video. You you gotta get it on the YouTube. You gotta get the the engine sounds going. You need all that. Actually, you know what? Now that I just thought about this, what day is this pod gonna drop? This is gonna come out on the 21st, ain't it? Nah, this comes out tomorrow. <laughs> this comes out tomorrow? Oh, no. I'm thinking about I'm tweaking, bro. I'm thinking about next week. Oh, man. But this so for next week, yeah. then? But I'm thinking but for next week. But I guess for the next week's pod, maybe I'll do like a little reveal. I'll be able to talk about it because that's when it'll actually be posted and things like that. But by the 21st, um, when we drop that podcast, I'm saying talk about it. I'm like, Yo, yeah, nah, yeah. Tom, like, what the fuck? Is <laughs> he was about to be stuff? like, yo. <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah, honestly, that was bad funny. I definitely got to clip that shit. But um, yeah, no. Nah, by the twenty first, I'm obviously going to be able to reveal that. Then with the podcast, I'll be able to talk about the car because you guys will probably be able to see and know what it is. Um, you know, because uh, it's actually um, for wifey. Her birthday's coming up on the twenty. Shout on wifey. I'm going to be able to shout her out, obviously, on the podcast then. So, yeah, um, you know, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much been my week, man. I know it's uh, I talked a lot there. How about you, my good sir? How has what um, how has been your week? My week actually has been pretty eventful. Uh, my mother and sister found a, another apartment in the same building. So I helped them move. Uh, that took up a few days uh, going back and forth. I just didn't want to stay over just because I didn't know exactly how long, but, you know, that tired me out having to move shit, even though it's in the same building. That'll make moving too much easier because you still got to move the shit back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, so it helped with that. Then my sister-in-law came in, so we spent uh, Saturday and Sunday with them. I, we spent the night over there. Um, and then now I'll, I'll say this. Um, I we actually went outdoor dining for the first time. Ooh, wow! How is it? I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'll, I'll be I'll, I'll be one hundred percent honest. So the first time we did it, it was uh, uh my dad and my stepmother came. I enjoyed that because it was in an environment. It was a rooftop. Both the rooftops. They were not indoor dining. It wasn't out on the street. Um, 
first one was on, I forgot, somewhere in a Gramercy Midtown area. So mm-hmm. we were on the rooftop. It felt, you know, there was it was a good amount of space between the rest of the parties. So it didn't feel too bad in that way. But then the second, the the one we did on the day after, that was the one where I was like, this is unacceptable. Like just you know, it felt like it just really showed to me like, okay, I wasn't bugging for not wanting to do this. Like I can <laughs> see there's some restaurants that are taking this shit very seriously. Like the first one was like, yo, here, fill out this form for contact tracing. If you get it, then so on and so forth. Check wow. your temperature as you come in. That's you know, pretty intense. I've actually never been anywhere like that. Yeah. I was like, okay, cool. You know, like if you're going to do it, that's the only way I want y'all to do it. On top of sitting the fuck outside. The second mm-hmm. one it just felt like they 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 took a few precautions, but like once you got up to the rooftop, you were like, there's a lot of people here. And I was like really uncomfortable for a very long time. And even being less uncomfortable was only for the sake of like, either I'm going to sit here, be completely uncomfortable and y'all all going to hate me or I got to loosen up just for a little bit. And I didn't really want to, but mm-hmm. it was just for the sake of this moment, you know, like my family's here, like I'm going to try to enjoy it. But in the back of my mind, I was like, I can't enjoy this. Like it was just way too many people. It was so jarring hearing like a DJ. People were like, yeah. And I'm just like, what? what? That's crazy. Yeah, like, DJs. Yeah, that's tough. I just sitting there like, I mean, like the, the I was trying to help myself do it by just making fun of the DJ because he was playing trash music. But I'm just still sitting there like, yo, like these people are crazy. Yeah, I was just looking around at people like there just seems to be like, I just can't be I'm sorry, but I just can't be that way because I'm just sitting here thinking like looking at all these people like, yo, no joke, like one of y'all gonna be added to the 200,000 people that have died from this shit already off the strength of this, like this y'all there, it should not be this populated here. So it just mm-hmm. let me realize like, okay, cool. Like I wasn't bugging for not wanting to do this. And this is the only time I'm going to do this. And that's it. Like, okay, I could said, I tried it to, to make sure I was sure with it. And now I'm like, definitely like, I'm, I'm not doing that shit again. <laughs> I don't want to eat out on the street. Like, that was just enough for me to really like shut down again entirely and being like, listen, it's it's still a pandemic, you know, mm-hmm. like it's still very much a pandemic that we have no end in sight for yet. So I'm saying my ass indoors, just like I was doing for the previous six months and so on and so forth. So, but yeah, those were like the two biggest things. Um, so I was just tired in between those days and, you know, we just clean the house, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, other than that, that was physically those are like the the biggest things and just traveling having to do that and traveling more and again just sitting there realizing like man like yo i i don't want to do anything during this whole shit for the most part like that Mm traveling for longer than an hour i was just beginning to get uncomfortable so i'm like why am i doing this like it just was like i'm not i'm not doing this like i'm not going to this place i'm not going here sorry like there's i'm either going to people's homes i'm i just don't i'm not meeting people in other places any like public places right now yeah Yeah. i mean you know what i guess i guess you know i because i definitely i definitely resonate with that and i guess you know what that that gets into one of our conversations that i think we got tied into later like there's gonna be a little part where i guess i'm gonna get into that because you know what i definitely resonate with that because i've been out honestly now, nah, if you want, yeah, I mean, we can hop right into that now if you would like to. We could, we could kind of just get right into it, yeah. Since we're already here, I, I understand the notion that you know we don't essentially want to run uh, in a situation where, like, 
you know, people are really putting themselves in harm's way and, you know, everything's open back up and things are just wildly out of control. Like I accept and I understand that. And, um, you know, I, I definitely don't blame anybody for not wanting to participate. Like there's definitely a level of um, concern that comes with, okay, we, nobody should be participating in a situation where like, they're going to just put the human race at exit, like at risk. Like that's what's really happening outside. And, you know, but at the same time, like, I guess, you know, if it, if it's in a situation kind of like you said, like if you're putting yourself in situations where it's in isolation or with uh, a fixed amount of people that are doing safe practices and, you know, people are taking precautions and in terms of just spacing, you know, people that have like just safety in mind, like, you know, like people that you trust in those type of situations, you know, I definitely still believe like at least that, you know, for the most part should be pursued. And, you know, because of that, you know, as much as possible, like, you know, people should still try and enjoy, like, I guess life, you know, and I guess it kind of like just ties into, um, you know, just like, you know, the, 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 the notion to exist, because I mean, I feel like, you know, we kind of got into that notion of existentiality on a, a point of, you know, just like, I guess, you know, government, you know, conspiracies yeah. and all that shit. And, you know, but like, this is, you know, this, this is like the other side of it, I guess you could say like, yeah. you know, that, you know, people have the selfishness to, to want to exist and, you know, with the selfishness to want to exist, you know, you, you could have like this, these idiotic desires and that could be extremely dangerous, you know, to like just humankind in general. And that's kind of just yeah. where we're at in society. And, you know, I, I just really feel like, you know, at this point, like, I don't know what the fuck is going to happen, but I feel like, you know, is it selfish for me too to like want to partake? Because I'm not even allowed. Like, me and me and wife, we have a kind of private getaway kind of pro- uh, planned, like to where we're going to a private place and it's kind of just be isolated. Like, I'm not going to lie, it's just isolation. But like, we're going, like, we're doing something. We're outside. Like, we, we, we outside. Yeah. We're not staying inside. I'm not going to lie. Like, but at the same time, it's just like, you know what I mean? Like, fuck, like, damn, are we really going to be inside forever? Because, like, that's really what might end up happening if we never get a cure. Yeah, like, because I see it as, listen, like, I, I totally understand the point of trying to push through normalcy. And I think most humans are designed to do the things they're normally doing for comfort in times of crises. And we're in a massive crisis. We're in the, the biggest crises we've seen in however many years. Um, one of the most uh, uh, deadliest times in uh, world history, really. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, we're not kidding ourselves. So I understand people trying to, uh, we, you know, people have historical evidence, but a lot of people do not have physical evidence that they or that they've they uh, themselves has have experienced through this. You know, so you can only look back at you know the flu outbreak of 1918 or you know SARS outbreak, but certain people, you know, it wasn't to those were bad, but at the same time, like those are, you have to look at it in a historical context where a lot of people who are alive now weren't alive for the the flu of 1918. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you know, again, like, yeah, you have the history to, to look back at it, but again, we're in 2020. People have never experienced an outbreak of this magnitude before. And, you know, we're at a point now where I understand there are safe ways to be able to enjoy yourself 
as you know, so long as you're practicing social distancing, you're being safe, you're, you know, you're doing things. But like you said, there's just a lot of people that are doing things with the disregard of other human beings. It is, it is selfish. And like, I, I, yeah, that's the best way to put it. When you're not thinking of the collective community, when you make a decision, especially now when basically every decision that you're making during this time is a public health decision. Mm -hmm. Because whether just because it's you and you only have to worry about you does not mean that your decision does not affect people around you. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to these places, you're not adhering social distancing and you're doing dumb shit, you know, you're affecting other people around you. Again, this is like the most basic form in which you can see if you don't do your part, someone else could possibly suffer down the line. It is Mm. straight up the most perfect example where you can see the dominoes fall, especially when you have shit like contact tracing where you can literally trace back. Oh, you got it from this person. Oh, well, neither one of y'all we're practicing social distancing. That's why you got it. That's why X, Y, and Z. And, you know, like we've said in earlier episodes, if you're not doing your part, you could end up directly or indirectly be responsible for somebody, somebody dying, is dying this, in your circle. In your circle or even three, four steps outside of your circle because of that. So mm-hmm. I know there's times where I feel like I must be bugging for trying to stay inside and be safe and, you know, have fun in safe, very, very safe ways and say, listen, I do not feel comfortable doing these things because it's a pandemic. And then when I go and do those things, then I realize, no, it's not me. I'm not bugging. There are a lot of people out here that are bugging and thinking that we could go back to normal because I look at it and I look at the numbers and they're just straight saying like, yo, we could be looking at 400,000 people dead by January of next year. And I'm like, that's just absurd to sit there and and just think about like that for already. It's absurd to think about 200,000 people have died from this. And when you really look at our, um, our government's response that 200,000 people did not need to die. I just find doing these things and not being safe as you participating in that, you know, you might as well be, you know, because I know those people that are doing that, I guarantee you if they were to get it, they'd all of a sudden be like, guys, you know, I, I tested positive. So you guys should really wear a mask, be safe, but you weren't doing that shit. Now you get it. Now you want to be like, Oh, you know, and mm-hmm. I, I don't want nobody to die from this shit, but you putting yourself out there and not, adhering to guidelines that have been set for what six months mm-hmm. there's nah, nobody to blame but you you're being a dumbass by doing that no. so i understand people's right to you know because i get it listen being inside as much of a uh introvert i am it, it's taking its toll on me because it's it's a uh, um it's partially a willful choice but also it's to say listen if i go out like i could get this shit so it's either hmm get this shit try my chances cuz i don't know how i'm going to get affected by it or just stay the fuck inside so it's partially you know a 50% willful decision to stay inside but also 50% i don't want to get this shit staying inside so i have to stay inside that shit is still affecting me mm-hmm. i would like to be out you know i'd like for us shit if it wasn't, we'd be probably hanging out like every other weekend or every week. Or at least every doing some shit or fucking. Something. I mean, there's so many things that and so many like different things. I remember like even I remember you discussing. I mean, whether it was projects or like things we was doing at those venues. And I mean, it like, would have been another. I would have had yeah. another fax function. It yeah. was lined up for May. So mm-hmm. we would have been doing that shit. That yeah. probably you don't been... even know. That's what I'm saying. You don't even know what would have happened after that. Because I remember, like, because yep. I just remember. It's so crazy because I remember the first week, the first vaccination happened, and then COVID hit. Literally. That's what happened. 
So it was That's like, I remember when COVID, like the first shit happened, I remember like, you just felt like, I, I just remember seeing like, I right, yo, I could see like this shit going mad well. Like you look like you just had energy on it and that mad shit could have popped off from it. Like you're right. Yeah. So like, I, you know, I, we just, you know, I miss that shit. I miss, I just miss that energy. I miss that time. You know what I'm saying? Like now, you know, so many months removed from being able to just be freely outside. It's just hard. It's, you know, sometimes it is hard to see it. And I guess like I do resonate with those people, but at the same time, no, I am team, still team safety. I do everything to practice safety. Like that's my first mindset when approaching anything, when having fun or still trying to engage life. And I feel like, you know, knock on wood, that's why I'm still here. I don't want to say and jinx that shit, but, you know, I try my best. But, you know, just like you said, at the same time, like, I think at this point, you know, like, like, you know, and I guess let's graduate the conversation. And, you know, this isn't really my mindset. I feel like, you know, these people are are kind of like, okay, okay. Like, I I mean, I don't know what, I don't know really what to say. Like, (laughs) but they, I mean, they have a point, but at the same time, it's just kind of like, no, they like, made that decision. Yeah, in like, their mind to be like, fuck it, I'm just fuck gonna do this shit. They're gonna just do. do what they want to do, exactly. Yeah. But the motherfuckers that go, okay, like, all right, you're saying four hundred thousand dead by you know twenty twenty one one. Let's say twenty twenty one mid twenty, yeah. not even mid twenty twenty one. Let's say springtime by the end of the winter. Motherfuckers say, oh well, the flu season, flu will just kill that many people, that same amount of people. Like, what do we even say to those motherfuckers or? People that want to sit there and say that, yo, every single year we have diseases that transmit just as easily that people don't campaign for. You know what I'm saying? I think the difference is like, well, one, there's it's crazy when people bring that up, because when you look at the data historic, like historically for the percentage of the deadliness, it's it's different in the way that your numbers here are supporting that. People are dying and they don't need to be dying from the shit. The flu every year comes out with a vaccine and people die, but the healthcare system can support, you know, vaccines and give it out to as many people as possible while the, the system's not built for this. You know, the you're you know, more, yeah, whatever, more people get the flu per year, but we're talking about the healthcare system is stressed right now. Why do you think it's stressed? Because this is something that we're we've not dealt with before there's no vaccine there's we we have it's again it's a novel strain of some shit that it's always changing and it's quite possibly where again we don't know the full effects of the shit mm-hmm. you know you got I'm, i hear stories of people turning sterile after this you got people talking about you just can't breathe people talking about yo I, I had it and three four months later i am still having trouble breathing i'm like what has happened and people are really and i just look at that and say and when you look at the wide birth of different uh different ages of people who are experiencing different symptoms i'm just sitting there like again i don't think people realize that a lot of what that deals with is if you have a pre-existing condition and how many people don't know that they have some pre-existing condition that all it takes is to mix with that covid cocktail and now you suffer you know people you could do and again your health changes you know, depending on, uh, you know, unless you go to the doctor every year, like you should be doing. But again, even between those physicals, your health could change at any point in time that it could affect you in that wrong way. You know, people with asthma, any sort of lung capacity dealing with that, that COVID is not going to mess well with you. And I just see people just trying that shit. And I just do not understand. Well, I think personally, to me, I look at him like you're playing with fire. You know, just because you're in the age demographic that 
you know, it has a lower percentage of death, it doesn't mean that you are not going to die. It just means the chances are less likely. But again, if you look at how the healthcare system is treating it, it's basically like, listen, we can't even tell you if you get the shit to come into the hospital. It's stay home unless you are literally cannot breathe. Then it's okay, we'll bring you in and we're going to hope that we can give you all the, the necessary stuff to keep you going. But yeah. oftentimes that, you know, By that, that time it doesn't work over, out like yeah. that. We just do not have the the manpower and the, the resources are just not being given out to where now they could say, oh, you got mild symptoms. You know what? We're going to give you all of this shit and then you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. It's, they're literally saying, do not show up. We can only give you this shit, uh, you know, unless your symptoms are really bad where you need to be hospitalized because we just don't have enough beds. You know, they're talking about opening up field hospitals again. Remember that shit? They closed them because they thought, oh, it's going to be all right. They got to open them back up again. So, <laughs> yeah, we're having the spikes yeah. that are taking off again. And it's just like, damn, man. Like, 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 you, yeah. like you really just think about it. It's just like, you know, are we ever going to see an end to it? And it's just like, you know, I'm I'm like sitting here like just my mind is spinning right now. Like when I really sit back and think about it, it's just like, yo, man, like these motherfuckers is really trying to marginalize it to the flu. And it's like you you really like sit back and really observe like the situation like people are going to start treating it like that and that's what is just really what we see going on out here like people aren't taking just you know safe trips like you might see the one a couple two people but i mean you know look like you got like cardi b is her birthday like motherfuckers is all over each other nobody not a mask in sight not a mask in sight yeah you know the the fucking hotel workers had to wear a mask i guess just for liability purposes but everybody else in there wasn't wearing no mask so it's just kind of like you know, we're really at the point where, like, I, I just feel like people are just, you know, feeling that need to existence. Because, you know, like, I, I'm not going to lie. Like, I, you know, you wake up every single day now and I hop on Twitter. Like, you know, I say uneventful. But at the same time, it is eventful in the sense that a lot has happened. You know, you, you read some of these crazy news, like people being diagnosed with these crazy diseases. Like, people are still locked in their houses and dying from just natural causes, crazy diseases, the same things that, they would have had while being able to be outside and enjoy life and do the things that I guess they feel like doing every day. And I guess mm-hmm. the need or feeling or, you know, fears that come with that is just like, man, you know, like, damn, last year I was, I was saying that I was, I, you know, done vacation or whatever, but like, shit, now I've been locked in my house for a year. I feel like, or, yo, those niggas that lost their senior years in school and, yeah. Motherfuckers that lost years of college or years of basketball, years of collegiate, the ability to yeah. potentially make their career. You know what I'm saying? Like that, I guess like I could understand there's a lot that goes into that. But at the same time, you know, when we say stupid motherfuckers, we ain't addressing the people that obviously want it for positive reasons and, you know, but for positive things. But like, you know, it, it's tough, I guess. It's tough. I don't want to like go crazy on it, but it's definitely very, very tough. Yeah. I feel like it's just to me, it's just the biggest thing above all is just be safe. And I just think there's a lot of situations where you can be safe. But quite honestly, the situation itself, you can't be safe. in. It's like, you know, like being up there, being on the second day we were on the rooftop and yeah, I'm wearing my mask. But I sat there. I'm like, this is basically sitting in a fire saying, I hope the fire doesn't touch me. You know, you're sitting around a fire a building up in a blaze and you're sitting in the room watching a fire go around to say, I hope I don't get burned. Nah, the sense, true. Like there's just situations where if you really want to be safe and you're concerned with people's safety, 
you should just not be in those situations. Mm. Like, and I understand, again, the sense for normalcy, but you really have to consider that, the, you know, these precautions are to prevent and that it still has the chance. So that's why they're saying stay home because the biggest thing you can do is stay home because you're not even, you're reducing the chance by not even stepping outside. When you step outside, you got to wear a mask. And the mask is to reduce the chances of you contracting it. Somebody else doesn't, you know, wears the mask. And it's the chance that if that person has it or you has it, you're not transmitting it to each other. And again, it's not a 100% droplet filter. It's it's strongly reducing it. But again, there's always that possibility. But that's why they're saying, like, listen, you can still get the shit. That's not to say, you know, you getting it and you took the precautions doesn't mean that we should just fucking throw it all up in the air. Like some of these Republican people be saying, like, well, I'm going to still get it anyway. So we should just open everything back up. Like, that makes <laughs> absolutely no sense. It's no saying, sense like, at all. These are the best preventative care measures you could take in but again still stay home if you need to go outside here's what you should do and that's how i feel like okay my first defense is to stay home if i need to go outside then i'll do that i have to go outside to get food okay some you know uh i have to go outside to do x y and z or if i'm going to do something i'm gonna be safe but like we're saying there's just a lot of people not being safe like you know, like I get, you know, I, I can only feel bad a certain amount. Like I see people, have, you know, having weddings. I'm like, cool, have a wedding. But I see y'all motherfuckers not being safe, though. Mm-hmm. Like y'all straight having a wedding. I see not a mask in sight. Not a fucking mask. I see 50 people at your wedding. I'm going to say some shit. Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to judge you because I'm like, you didn't really consider that if somebody got this shit here, y'all all going to get the shit. Yeah. And then... If you get it and somebody passes away from it, you're going to be sad as shit. And that's very unfortunate, but you didn't take the proper precautions from the get-go mm-hmm. in doing that shit. Yeah, that shit is crazy, but it's funny that you discussed that. And it's like, as you discussed that, I was looking it up and making sure I just had my um, my sources and my information correct. Um, but, you know, you talk about the people not taking precautions and you look at like the NFL, like they're a part of that crew, that that band of, of uh, people that are sitting there and experiencing massive outbreaks left and right. I mean, you know, you got mm-hmm. like the, the games having to be rescheduled and, you know, players and staff. And I mean, you know, they're just not taking the precautions. They're allowing fans in. They're doing all this crazy shit that just doesn't make sense in a situation where, just like you said, you're, you're you have a essentially an arena that's on fire and you're just saying, yo, 15,000 people just sitting there like, hey, let's just, little volcano let's start a blaze like you really just going crazy with it like you really just you're out of control and you know like you're really putting everybody in a situation where they're getting infected they're getting sick and i mean you know i'm not even gonna lie i don't even know how they continue i know we both don't watch but i mean i I guess it would be corny for me not to at least throw them in that mix of just you know a poor example of just how you know to handle covid or how to address covid like you know yeah you have your exemption they all having their ex- existence moments. Let's just say that with their moments to existence where, okay, you know, they feel like they need to play football, you know, and I understand for financial reasons, for some, for them, it's different from other sports like NBA soccer. I'm going to be like, they don't make the money like these other league, like these other um uh, professional athletes do tennis players. Yeah. I mean, the list goes on golfers. Like they're actually like mo- the more underpaid, the only paid at like position, if I'm not mistaken, is the QB really. And they're only yeah. paid kind of like the old max contracts in the NBA. But uh, nonetheless, 
I mean, you know, you look at them and I mean, it's just, it, it's just, yeah, it's just a really sad situation. It's a real sad situation. The players, they need to be put in a, they put in a situation where they need to play because they're not guaranteed any money. I mean, and the owners, they just sit up there on their money and, you know, they call all the shots. I mean, they have the ability yeah. to blackball people from the league. We've seen what they do. We've seen like yeah. how that shit is crazy. So, I mean, I, I don't really feel bad for them as a business model, but I do feel bad for the players. I do, like, hope that they're able to play and, and finish out their season. They need to figure that shit out. But We just keep seeing outbreaks. But we just keep seeing outbreaks. And, you know, you're right. Like, you see, it's just an un, it's, it's them trying to be safe and, and just something that's impossible to be safe in. You know, when you're sweating and colliding yeah. and, you know. But it's and so weird. And traveling. And they're that's still traveling. The exactly. They're yeah. still traveling, you know. And, like, I guess it's such a stark contrast and, you know, I, and I don't know, do you actually, you know, do you have anything you want to say really about the NFL? I mean, cause I know you don't. Oh, I just was going to say like, again, yeah. Like I was going to say firstly that the idea of people being forced to work is really just a microcosm of this country where hmm. you got people saying, Oh, we got to do what we got to do, but you're not going to pay the people. And so now you got to force people to come to fucking work, be unsafe when the companies have, more than likely the funds to be able to say here stay home or at least work something out or be able to do something and in the nfl's case it's just crazy again you know especially when you look at the nba and what they've done been able to go to finals crown a finals victor without any positive testing going on Mm. for that duration they played, I think somebody said they played like 100 and something games, 180 something games of basketball, nothing. And you see what worked. They controlled the environment. They played no games. If you, you know, you tested positive or if you stepped out the bubble, your ass is quarantined. People who had to come in, <laughs> family members, they were on quarantine for like 30 days. It was straight like, listen, like this is what we have to do. You're going to, and even then you're on quarantine, you're going to get tested every day. And so when you look at the NFL not taking those standards or when you look at any other sports league not taking those standards and then they have outbreaks, it's like, well, you just saw the model or we're, we're seeing in real time the model that works. <laughs> and I, I know the NFL, if they wanted to, they can come up with something. Mm. They can come up with something. And so, I, you know, and if you can't come up with something, then you really have inept leadership that you can't figure out how to safely do this. And mm -hmm. if, to me, if you cannot figure out how to safely do this, then you shouldn't be doing it at all, really. Exactly. No, I agree. I, I definitely agree with everything you said there. And, you know, like, I was honestly going to transition it into that conversation about, you know, you look at the NBA, you know, their, their sibling league, and, you know, just like the direction that they went in. And I mean, you know, just like you say, you want to commend them and, and just be like, wow, like, look at that. They were able to pull it off. No, COVID, no positive tests. Like anybody that violated the rules left. And I mean, they were able to have a successful season, ending to a season as well as a complete playoffs. They didn't shorten the playoffs at all. They had a complete playoffs from start to finish with no specialties. There was no abbreviations, um, amends to the, like how the games is usually played. Like you really got to like tip your hat off to them as far as just what they was able to achieve, you know, as an organization and as like as an organization, including the players, you know, like because the, the NBA and I think they really do pride themselves on being an organization uh, uh, with their players. You know what I'm saying? Their players are a part of that organization. You know, people say players association, you know, and obviously the players are a part of the players association. But, you know, they I really feel like the players sometimes are almost like business. Like you look at LeBron, 
Like he he has like a lot of influence in just how the I wouldn't say per se how the NBA moves, but NBA's inf, uh, LeBron's influence is definitely very very important to the NBA, NBA in the sense that they will listen to LeBron and they allow him to do things maybe not that everybody else can do, and he gets to get away with and you know things like that. He has the the uh, let's just say you know the teacher's pet or the type of treatment with the NBA because of who he is. And it just shows you that players are able to have that type of power and pull and forget about it with the, just the owners one-on-one. Like, I mean, some of them are able to rebuild teams when you look at, like, you know, what LeBron was able to do. Sorry, fucking flies. I had the window open because it's a nice brisk day in the fall. You know, you, you know, now you got these days in the fall. You got these days in the fall where you want to have the windows cracked open and, you know, you got the wind light with the window. My bugs are yeah. fly, fucking flying and shit. But. Mm. Um, yeah, man. I mean, but you really want to be on some like just, you know, shout out the NBA type shit because they really did a good job and the NFL needs to take notes. Other leagues need to take notes. I mean, the formula is right there. Like we said, the formula is right there. They show how that thing can be done. And um, I mean, like, you know, really at this point, it's just, you know, shout out the NBA. I really do fuck with what they did. And you know, I feel like, you know, they, they just, really you saw they gave all the league employees a, a thousand dollar bonus and like a few extra days off. I mean, it's it's in mm. comparison to the other leagues. Yeah, that's great. I, mean, I didn't get anything. Yeah. I mean, they, at least they got something. I mean, you know, yeah. thousand. I mean, at least, yeah, another 12. That's another stimmy. When you really think about it, like another stimmy for most of the NBA. Employees. At least something, and then, you know, honestly, like Russell Westbrook, eight thousand dollar tip to the hotel employee yeah. that he was there. like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so they were getting um, amenities for being there and supporting the, the employees that were working. So, I mean, there's definitely hella pros. I mean, the NBA is just the model organization right now, you know, they're really the model organization. Adam Silver is the model commissioner. And, you know, I, I guess I wanted to graduate that conversation because I guess, you know, we've obviously been talking a lot about that stuff. So we could kind of get into the sports side of things. But I mean, I guess before we get into the sports side of the NBA, because obviously a lot happened this week, you know, we, we're going to get into that. Um, But the motherfucking... um. The next year's season, like, you know, you look at NFL, yeah. they obviously having outbreaks. There is outbreaks overall that's going on. But the bubble was successful. The bubble was successful for the teams that were there. I mean, I, I don't want to, I don't know how much money it, it costs for them to, like, pull that off. Because you got to yeah. look at it. Obviously, Disney was closed. They wasn't making money. So I'm pretty sure there was probably a deal where it was like, okay, like, you know, they, they probably got it at a significantly reduced price. Like, something that didn't make sense. I mean, yeah. But I mean, enough ESPN. to keep their pocket line, and ESPN cuts Damn. deals with them on the regular because their television yeah. and you know Disney and, and ESPN them all owned by Disney, so exactly. right. So I'm sure they worked out something like here, do this, and we just get exclusive coverage or something. So, mm-hmm. and I'm sure like if they start another season, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it again at least if they do. Like I don't know what it looks like going forward. Where if they do this again, they start a bubble. I don't think they would start a bubble again and go through the entire season because I think that's just way too mentally taxing. Yeah, Yeah. way too mentally taxing. I don't know if they'll do this type of thing again where maybe they play a bubble, but they'll split it 40 games or 50 games and then again do the same thing. You know, break it in, break it in two separate spaces or something like that. Say here's another few months off. 
break it up again and then play it again later and you know another what they did last time was eight seeding games and then just play out to play all something mm. but yeah i can't imagine what it looks like going forward but i'm sure people will be looking towards the nba to kind of lead the charge and say how do you jump start a brand new season mm-hmm. yeah no i think i think i think there's many ways they can like really go with it i mean yeah. i guess like you know i don't have too many concrete and i, I guess I don't want to get too, too into like how that would be done. Obviously, I'm not no fucking commissioner. They're not listening to this shit. But at the same time, I mean, I think there's so many things from, you know, obviously conferences, the NFL, because the NFL should have did the same thing. You know, you have conferences, you have a system already that allows you to do it. You have a Western conference, you have an Eastern conference. And obviously the system allows for 41 home games and 41 away games. So you have that system set up already. So all you have to do is further take advantage of that system by, Doing something like, okay, you you used to have conferences or no divisions. It, okay, and I mean you still have divisions, and that's how you you still get division champions and you know there's seedings within divisions. But y'all like removed the rewards for their like for being a division champion. Like I remember it was like the last time I think Dame and Lamarcus Aldridge were on the same team and they were the division champion, but their record was like worse than many teams, but then they end up yeah. getting the top four seed because it used to be you get the top four seed to be in the top four positions in the division. Exactly. Yeah. So take advantage of the divisions. Why don't those four teams within the division, however they're set up, like I don't know how many teams there are in the division. I'm pretty, if, if it's not four, it's like four to six or whatever. But for how, well, however many teams there are in each division, have those teams play each other out. I think you can control a bubble within each city. Maybe, all right, there's a gym. There's an arena that we're going to play at. These teams have to stay in this hotel. No, or maybe fan, if there's gonna be fans in attendance, extremely, extremely limited. No courtside or like you know what I'm saying, like a very, very controlled situation. And I think they could pull it off, man. Because like you yeah. know, I, I think like you said, like there has to be a balance between okay, like you know, let's chill out. And okay, you know, we do need to push forward because, you know, in the case that there isn't ever going to be a vaccine, there needs to be a way for niggas to figure out how to fucking keep shit going. Because, you know, I do feel like, and I don't want to go too far back to that, but I do feel for these motherfuckers. Like, I think about these kids, man. Yo, these motherfuckers got to be on Twitter all day, son. Yeah, I mean, uh, when we hung out and I was talking to Alyssa and I just was remember just thinking like, you know, like um, American education system is going to be set back. Mm-hmm. Like these kids, anybody who's in school right now, you're going to be set back. And there's literally nothing that you can do to make up this time. Mm-hmm. Because if you put the people back in the classroom, what are you going to do? You're going to go back and teach them something from last year or something they, you know, like it's, it's just crazy that, and yeah. I just, and like you said, not to harp too much, but to me, I just look at it in, in the sense that again, this only, all of these crazy drastic measures really derive from the fact that the people in charge have not taken the precautions from the jump and we could have been done with this already. Mm-hmm. We didn't, we couldn't have had to think about any of this shit. You know, when we look at China, they chilling, they going back to having fucking 10,000 people conscious and shit. Other countries is like booling again. You know, they get shit. Sitting there doing the Jordan shrug to 200,000 people dying. Cause you know, the fucking president of the United States is like, you know, whatever. So I got COVID, COVID. Don't don't let COVID fear you. I'm on all the drugs that you could possibly get for this shit. Residential. 
Yeah, what was it? I think it's like, is it? Yeah, I don't even know what that shit is. I'm on Regeneron. It's so good. Don't be afraid of it. (laughs) So I just, yeah. I just look at it like that. Like, we didn't, the questions that we're asking, we didn't even, it didn't even have to get to this point. Again, Mm -hmm. I'm sure I've said that before. It ain't got to be like this, but it is like this. Like you said, like, you know, unfortunately, you know, we're, we're pushing people to the limit and we're pushing a lot of things to the limit because there's basically we're on our own. It's very mm-hmm. clear that, you know, people who are supposed to help us as a society are not helping us. So people are left to figure the shit out themselves. So, you know, to tie it in back to before, some people have decided, you know what, I guess this is my reality. So I'm going to go out and not wear a mask. I'm going to go out and you embrace know. the COVID. Like what? Embrace the COVID. the COVID. Embrace the COVID. Excuse me? Like, yo, you psychopaths. Like, no, they really the is those motherfuckers. Skin, no one else can feel. <laughs> like, it's really people's really out here just like just non-fearing of it. And I mean, you know, like, and I hey, look, I'm in the belief that a lot of people have probably had it. And I mean, maybe you've recovered, but you don't that don't make you invincible to it. That don't mean that you can't. Or it don't make you, it don't make the people you care about. It don't it don't make nobody you're around invisible to it. Like if they getting sick, you could if you getting them sick or potentially if you're still viral but non like symptomatic to where you're not gonna die from it, but you can get other like there's so many layers to just how viral viruses and virality goes. Like you know what I'm saying? We don't, we don't know about, we don't know anything about no virals. Like what do you know about like bacteria and I mean, man, let me not even just get into all that. That shit is so crazy. But I mean, yeah, pray for the kids. Yeah, pray for the kids. Pray for the youth. Pray for this generation, man. For real. Pray for the generation. Cause right now, there's just so again, that's probably to me like the biggest thing going into this or coming out of this is like, yo, how do you recover? How do you rebound? Exactly. How do you rebound? And I just don't see a way that they could do that. And unfortunately, like if you look at certain, even all the way up to college, you know, like you're just asking too much mm-hmm. on the drop of a hat you know you're asking kids who to me in my opinion the education system is not set up for uh, you know um the attentiveness of every student you're asking them to be attentive in situations where it's already really hard to be attentive in mm-hmm. you know i'm sure these teachers are these places are saying oh you better you know be in the zoo class don't do this or you can't eat you can't do this like first of all i'm home First of all, I don't know what the fuck you're saying. I'll turn this computer off and go right back to bed. (laughs) Yeah. So you see these weird things that they're trying to apply these classroom things to these, you know, uh, virtual classrooms. And it's just like, no, this is the time that you should be lessening restrictions because everybody's suffering. Or, you know, an example, what what about if there's a kid, right? He lives in a household with seven other people. You know, it's tumultuous, bunch of shit going on. He's barely, he could barely pay attention or they could barely pay attention because, you know, there's so much. Or you got a kid who, when they're home, they're taking care of their parents because their parents are ill or whatever the case may be. And you're still expecting or demanding the same things of these students, but we don't know their obligations. And now they're already even further in the hole because you're not even a lot of these teachers just straight up just being like, listen, oh, well, like I'm going through it, too. So they, these kids going to have to figure it out. Like shout out all the teachers who are doing their best to accommodate the students, as well as taking on that extra responsibility of saying, listen, I, I got to find a way to teach these kids throughout all this shit mm-hmm. you know it's, it's hard all around but it's just like it's just even crazier unfortunate when you just see people in these positions like teachers or you know people who have a uh who are 
I guess, responsible for other people just straight up just choose to not be responsible. <laughs> yeah. No, honestly, and I, honestly, I like where that's going. And I think one day, like, maybe we need to have a conversation. We'll probably do that on a podcast because I feel like that's important to have. Like, I mean, like you said, we have friends that are teachers. I know people personally that are teachers. Um, you know, I mean, whether it's a list, I know Randy. I think Randy's Randy's a teacher, I'm pretty sure. I mean, Keel teaches, obviously. And yeah. I mean, even like actually, I was thinking even my older my oldest brother, my oldest brother, uh, besides being a fire a firefighter, a business owner, he also actually homeschooled. He homeschools along with his wife. Um, and she's a doctor, she's also a business owner, but they both homeschool, bro. So like it's crazy. Like we might have that conversation of, you know, this next generation of just our generation. Like, are we going to be the ones to teach our kids? You know what I'm saying? I really feel like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, because we already do it on the the, uh, the the cultural tip. And, you know, that's why I say I don't want to get to it. Because you've seen on Twitter. Yeah. I know you see that clip. You see that tip where uh, I think the lady has said something somewhat, like, racist kind of about the George Floyd situation. And then, the, like, oh, the mother um, was really offended and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. She, told, she pulled the kid right off the school. Bro, I'm yeah. telling you, they're not having it. Like, we're going to be in a generation of people where they just... You know, people are being, it's not the American textbook no more. It's not just the history textbook. And that's what people are learning. People are going to be taught like at home. And I mean, I know we've always been taught home, but it's going to be a little different now. I think I look at it as, again, like I'm pretty sure I've said this before in a previous episode, but people are being pushed to their limits with everything. Mm-hmm. You know, we see we're literally on the brink of revolution you know, if twenty, if the election don't go a certain way, motherfuckers gonna be out in the streets. Yeah, saying, sure. Like, you know, we we gotta fight for this shit. If we and so you're, we have, we're dealing with that. We're dealing with a pandemic. People are dealing with unemployment up the wazoo. Uh, mm-hmm. People are dealing with, um, like, yeah, again, unemployment, losing their jobs, can't find new jobs, uh, dealing with losing their homes, landlords still asking for rent. People are pushed to their limits entirely. So you can imagine a parent who, let's say that parent is like, yo, my, they're, they're dealing with, again, their job is really stressful. They're working from home. Now they got to make sure their kid is also home. They got to make sure their kid is attentive, paying attention to Zoom. You hear that shit. People have no tolerance for bullshit anymore. People yeah. didn't have tolerance, but now it's like straight up. Uh, there's no, nah, I got no, there's no I got talking no about it. No I got talking. no time. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of people, myself included, I got no time for nothing. Like I'm 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 done with so much stuff. So I feel like that's collectively, especially with black people and people of color, you just fed the fuck up. So now mm-hmm. it's just listen, like I don't got time for none of that shit because my basic needs are not being met. Mm-hmm. You know, you you don't feel safe because the police, and now you don't feel safe because there's a pandemic. You don't feel safe because the government's telling you, well, fuck it. Just go out there and see what happens. So imagine that. Now all of a sudden the things you thought are supposed to protect you aren't protecting you. Now you're just like, well, I guess I gotta figure this shit out on my own again. Yeah, no, it's just I don't know, man. It's all right, man. Yeah, we, we, we're gonna say that. yeah we we definitely we we're gonna save that one. We definitely gonna get into that yeah. though one of these days, man. But I guess let's get into this NBA finals, man. The the finality yes. of the NBA playoffs. It's it's conclusion. You know, the Lakers defeated Miami in games five and six. Well, no, well, they lost game five and then beat them in game yeah. six. Uh, you Four know, because Jimmy Butler had a, another Herculean effort, but I mean, he wasn't able to obviously sustain that. Again, it's really so. just due to Markeith Morris literally throwing the game away. Yeah, <laughs> it really was. 
Yeah, he did throw it away. I mean, I feel bad, man. People was hard on my boy Danny Green. Danny Green, the Spurs. That's fine. I didn't, yo. I, mm-hmm. I, I did not like the jokes because yo, shooters yeah, miss. Tough. It be happening. Like, it there's no reason for death threats. Yeah, death threats, and I mean, you know, the way like, and it's crazy because all the bandwagon is the Lakers fans right now too. So it's just kind of like, you know, I feel like the Lakers fans that I know and respect, none of them care. I mean, shooters like miss. They made like trash on him, but like to tell him he's trash. I mean, come on, we talking about a guy at one point that set the finals record for threes. Like the dude could obviously hit shots. He still, but he hit shots. Like come on, like when you look at his highlights though, and you watch the way he used to shoot and the way he caught shots in the Spurs offense, it was nothing like the way LeBron uses him. And like, I mean, it's so crazy. A lot of people have been coming out and saying things against LeBron. That's another conversation, but another day. But you know, the way LeBron might utilize you in the offense. It might not be for everybody. And I just feel like Danny Green, you know, I don't know if he catches his threes consistently in rhythm the way he needs to, the way LeBron needs, I mean, and the way he needs to be hitting threes for LeBron. So, I mean, hey, I mean, maybe he's going to adapt. He's a champion, though. I mean, what are we even talking about, though? He's a three-time champion. He's a three-time champion, a back-to-back champion. And he's a back-to-back championship, three different teams. Three different teams. One of five, I think one of only four people in NBA history to do that alongside LeBron James. LeBron James um, is the first player to win Finals MVP on three different teams. I mean, and Danny Green is still in top five. If yeah, in top five in uh, field uh, three point percentage in the finals, it's like shooting forty plus percent. It's crazy. So he, he missed the one. Point, but he's still in his entire finals career. He still has shot forty percent. Yeah, and honestly, and he's he played fancy. Was playing great defense. So I don't give a shit if he missed the shot. Because you're still contributing on the court in other ways. You know, yeah. some, and it, it's like that. And Danny Green is like that. Like his entire career, he's been like that, where sometimes he just be streaky. Yeah, he's, so sometimes, like, I don't he's know sometimes he's not. Right. And honestly, if you think about it too, you could also say, listen, Braun could have passed that earlier. He drove just a little too deep and threw that shit out of rhythm. It bounced just before Danny Green had to catch it. That probably threw him out of rhythm a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he caught it kind of low. He didn't catch it up high. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some people like that. He could have been like, oh, shit, I was expecting to come here. Now I got to adjust, take a half a second. And sometimes that half second fucks you up. So I, completely I was throw really you up. Yeah, I, I was, was just really like, mad. Man, bro. Yeah, I, I mean, just, yeah. but then the motherfuckers followed up. It's just like we said, man, game six, they yeah. took over. They won. They shut that I shit mean, down. they shut that shit down. I mean, I felt so bad because Miami, like, you know, you want to commend them, hats off to them because they did battle. And I mean, you know, the fact that they got mm-hmm. to the finals, you still got to respect it regardless of um, what the situation was. But when you look at uh, just the way the Lakers were able to dismantle him, I mean, you know, shit, that game was just tough. And, I mean, you know, the post game, the post game was hilarious. I mean, from just everybody <laughs> turning off, J.R. Smith took his shirt off as soon as the buzzer sounded and was jumping in the, the huddle. Quinn Cook got left behind on the bus. Yeah. Some was saying, yo, I want a motherfucking chip and I got to walk back to the bus. Are you <laughs> I gotta walk back. You dead ass. Yo, turn, turn the bus around. Turn the bus. Make it you, bro. You turn. Yo, Dion Wade was like, "Nah, tell QC he got to fly, boy." I said, "What?" I was rolling. So man. that shit was hilarious, man. Just watching that and seeing the camaraderie, seeing them turn up, man. I love seeing that. Like, there's nothing like seeing the celebrations after a uh, a finals win. So I mean, you know, shout out to the Lakers. Congratulations, Lakers. Big yeah. big win for the city. Big win. You know, obviously in a you know, memory of Kobe, like, you know, memory of Kobe. Um, memory of Kobe. And I mean, like, yo, LeBron, man, you know, 
uh, you know, he's he's like, I guess I'm gonna get into that. He's reopened that MJ versus LeBron conversation and or just the conversation of just who is the GOAT. You know, it's it's crazy because we had the last dance in one year in one hand, and then now we have this championship that LeBron pulled off in the COVID season. And you know, it's we we year 17 in year 17. Age thirty five. I mean, like the the, the list goes on. on. The list goes on and on. And just how tough. in the field. You know how hard and how tough. Do you know how hard and how tough it is to do what this man just did? I like people need to really just step back and just appreciate the greatness. I think even if you do believe MJ is greater, it doesn't mean diminish anything this man is doing because you arguably are looking at the second greatest player of all time. Let's just call it what it is. At this point now, like, I'm going to look at it as just the Mount Rushmore type thing. Like mm -hmm. him. No, for sure. Jordan, Braun, Kareem to me are like the guys where I'm just straight up like, if you tell me any one of them are the greatest of all time, I'll be like, yeah, you're right. Mm -hmm. Like, they're just all of, they're just that great. Like, and I just, you know, like, depending on how, what you value out of your player is why I, you know, like I value certain things LeBron does as to why I would consider him the greatest, but I don't think if somebody told me, well, I feel Jordan greatest, like it, it really doesn't matter to me. Like I'm at that point now, listen, like I feel like now LeBron has a stake in that claim to say, listen, you got to put him up there. I already thought you should have now, but this really, you know, should shut a lot more people up mm-hmm. and saying, look, did the three rings, three teams, three different finals, MVPs, age 35, year 17, shot almost 60% from the field, averaged 30 points, like 12 boards, eight assists. What? Like- what the- it's, like, not, it's not even a conversation no more, man. It's just not. It's not even a conversation no more like that. You know, this dude is just, he's in that conversation. I mean, you could go either way. I mean, I, I think the, the compelling argument for Jordan is just that every time he's been there, he never lost. He's undefeated yeah. and won finals MVP every time. Like, there's, there's not a, I mean, you know, it's tough to just even have a conversation about that. Yeah, he didn't go to the finals more than that. Like, LeBron may have went to more finals. But that all that means is that LeBron got more losses because that's really just what it is. LeBron got more losses on his records. Like, yes, he's been there more, but he got more finals losses. So at the end of the day, the same way that MJ might have just lost his playoff game in the first round against a great team, yo, look, they lost. Like, at the end of the day, they both lost. And I think, yeah. you know, people need to understand that. And, you know, I mean, hey, hats off to LeBron for getting so many finals. That means he's yeah. had cracks at greatness for a long time, but he has just swung and missed. And I mean, you know, just like you said, Mount Rushmore. I think if the, the only thing that's going to make me say, all right, yo, I think LeBron is better than MJ, is if he wins, like, if first off, he got a repeat. If he repeats, he automatically might overtake him for me. I'm not going to lie. As far as his career goes, you got to just respect yeah. it at that point. If he I gets a six, it it's definite. It's, it's not even a question. If he gets it at six. As if you look at his teams, mm-hmm. how many of his teams, like, Pippen, they went, they were, oh, they should have made to the conference finals. They made it to the semis the year he wasn't playing. Mm. And shit, here he came back. He They did lose to the Magic. And mm. like, like you said, he's had first round and second round exits. Mm. And on has taken teams. I look at it like he's so good. He's taken a bunch of fucking whoever's to the mm. finals. Every time he goes, it's sometimes you're always like, yo, who are these people? That first finals? Who the yeah, fuck was on that team? I felt so bad. He had to go up against the Spurs for nobody. You went through the Celtics when the year later they won the ring, but you went through them. You went through the Pistons. 
Mm. You went through these teams to make it to the finals. Yeah, you got swept, but the fact that you took these nobodies in the same way that people view Allen Iverson's one finals run, Bron's done that shit a few times. Yeah. Because he's that good, I look at it to where, like, yo, he doesn't need too much around him sometimes to at least get there. I think he needs somebody else to help him. Everybody needs fucking help. You know, people try to act like Jordan does this shit all on his own, like Steve Kerr, Tony Kukoc, Bill Paxson, these guys, in the same way. People are trying to dog LeBron. Oh, he passed out to Danny Green. Jordan would have took that. No, Jordan passed. Jordan wasn't an idiot. He knew when to fucking pass. Like, <laughs> listen, that's why I'm a pass, because they, they know I'm going to try to drive it, and I'm going to make the smarter play, because all he cares about is winning. You're going to yeah. win the damn you wanted yeah, to do that, go up against four people, get his shit smacked, and then you would be like, oh, that was a poor decision on Braun's part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nah, we're in. Yeah, nah, yeah. I don't know, man. They be trying to set him up, man. Yeah, nah, just appreciate greatness, man. Honestly, this this finals has taught me to just appreciate the both of them. They're both great players. You yeah. know, if I had to take one of them, I mean, I, I got to roll with my man MJ because... You know, just like my man Kobe, RFP Kobe, you know, he's just, the, their mentalities, their style of play is just so fun to watch. I think LeBron, he, I mean, he's in the same conversation. I mean, we're not, and that's the point. They just play the game different. They, he just plays the game completely different, and that's and that's okay. I mean, it's just different yeah. than the way I, I would like to see basketball play and who played. And I mean, you know, just shout out them. I mean, you know. You know, 2021 season is going to be just crazy with the next teams coming back. I don't know if they come in the favorites because they'll probably come in the favorites. I, you know, it's just going to be crazy with the Warriors there. you got the Clippers coming back. You know, Lord willing, they get this shit figured out. I don't want to forget him. Mm-hmm. Wonderful shout out Anthony Davis for fucking being a defensive god, basically, mm-hmm. this entire finals. This yeah. entire playoffs run just turned into... I mean, he was always like this, but straight up just really turned it up and has shown at, at every step of the way that, listen, like, you know, when he's hot, he's hot. Yeah. And he's that guy. You got to give him that credit. And that shit that Vogel said was pretty crazy, too. Vogel said he called up Cal and he told AD, he was like, Cal said, um, AD got me my first ring, got me my first, and he's going to get you your first, too. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, wow. That's crazy. Like, that's just big salutes. And that's what he did. Yeah. So, but, yeah. That's Vogel. This is Vogel's first ring too. So yeah, shout out Vogel too, man. Vogel did a fucking good job, bro. People like don't want to. I feel like they don't want to give him too much credit. But Vogel is the defensive coach. The Lakers were a defensive yeah. juggernaut because of Frank Vogel. Like, they got yeah because for all the shit that people you know say about teams with Bron, they bought into his system because mm-hmm. that like you said like and they bought in with the defense and also you could see the difference when they're running plays that Vogel's saying to run because that was the difference of game five and six I feel like game mm-hmm. five was Ron just saying I want to win this shit and the rest of them just didn't didn't come to play game six Vogel was like play 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 they just kept running plays and you could see guys is moving they's getting energized they're moving around getting to their spots so uh, yeah the, I, I gotta give yeah I yeah I mean, I looked at the Indiana teams and always thought he was good. He just maybe just, you know, I thought sometimes he was slow on adjustments or whatever. But, I mean, you got Braun, but also you got a lot of guys. You know, you got, you had Rondo, you had Dwight Howard. You got guys that are considered more erratic personalities to buy into your system and go to a chip. Yeah, no, they really dominated, man. Just, you know, just shout out that ball club, man. They really did the damn thing, man, because shit. I mean, you really look at these teams, bro. I don't even know. I don't even know who's going to check them next year. I mean, I was excited. I'm excited now for next year. 
it's crazy because remember, everyone's like, yo, watch out. Portland can beat him. They 4-1 him. Watch out. Houston can beat him. They 4-1 him. Watch mm-hmm. out. Nuggets can beat him. They 4-1 him. That's crazy. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited for next year. Um, I'm so iffy on the Nets just because I'm like, either that's a ama- It's going to be an incredible team or is it just straight going to be, yeah. you know, like, Kyrie, it's, yeah, it's gonna be Kyrie like blowing it up and just being a cancer. Because I was actually just thinking about that too. I was like, damn man, because like now, yeah, you're right. Like you look at AD and it's just kind of like, yo, AD like, like man, imagine if Bron caught AD earlier, like in, like for Cleveland instead, like and it wasn't Kyrie, but it was just AD and Bron. Like imagine he probably had like three or four. T- like he probably would got like three, t- two, three titles with him. He could have probably. I I definitely would have seen it. Like, yes, and even in an era with the Warriors, because I think what the Lakers have proven is that, yo, size is still very dangerous. Like, size is still dangerous. Yeah, but you have a very extremely versatile big like AD, and then you have an extremely versatile oversized wing like LeBron next to each other that can both do anything. I mean, your, come your on. point guard, your, your basically your point guard and your center are like 6'8 mm. minimum. That's crazy. That's, That's just crazy. absurd. It really put him to the five, and that was it. Mm-hmm. They, that was it. That was the, the change that they just needed to do. They're like, AD, listen. Like, I know you really don't want to play the center, but just play the center. And that was it. He played the center and just started murdering everybody. Like, I see him in mid-ranges. I'm like, get the fuck out of here, bro. Like, you can't do that. Like, that's illegal. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't hit those types of shots. That shit is crazy, bro. I think yeah, that's a good duo. I'm I'm glad they got together because I just you know it even it was crazy. I I don't know if you saw that video and it was just bringing out old people's tweets. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and no, I seen that. I think it was it was funny. Like it was funny to me, but at the same time, it was just like yo, man, come on, son. Like yeah, I can't believe Lakers fans is really be saving some oh, of yeah. those people's tweets. Like come on, son. These people who are these people, nobody even cares. Like, but it's crazy. Look, I always love looking at cold takes. When they become cold, when you look at them later and you're like, oh, wow, now nah, you was on some shit thinking that, weren't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that was funny, though, man. But, yeah, now nah, they concluded the 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 NBA season, man. It's, it's, it's mad sad, bro. Like, now there's nothing on television to watch. I feel like that shit brought mad joy. I'm not going to lie. It did for, for me. So, you know, it's going to be tough now getting through the rest of this. It is, for sure. Like, oh, shit. Sure. Is that is that it? Do you have anything else you'd like to? Nah, honestly, that's it for me, man. I don't really got anything else to uh, chime in on. Like I said, I mean, it's been an eventful but uneventful week. I mean, yeah. the fucking debates happened, but I didn't fucking tune into that shit because, you know, it's two shitty shit. candidates. Nobody's watching this shit. I look like. Yeah. <laughs> Wasting my time looking at these people spew some bullshit to me. Pretty much, because that's all that happened, honestly. All right, what are you what are you really telling me? You're not telling me anything. Facts. But all right then. So that has been the Touch the City podcast, episode 31 in the books. If this is your first time listening, we appreciate you tuning in for the first time and taking a chance on us. And if you are a repeat listener, we love the fact that you come back every week to check us out. Again, new episodes every Tuesday, SoundCloud, Spotify. Apple Music. I'm so crit. Yo, I swear it's gotten faster because every mm-hmm. time I post, like an hour later, I check Spotify. I'm like, yo, the episode's up already. I oh, felt wow. like the first few 
our first few episodes, it took like four hours or like the next day. Now it's like the same day. So Oh, wow. They probably so hooked that, you up with the bandwidth and all that or something now. Or something. Now I, I felt like maybe they they were like, okay, they, they keep putting out episodes. So I guess, you know, they're serious about it. I don't know. But yeah, so check us out on all those. Just, you know, Tulsa City Podcast. Follow us on the socials at Fax Mercury at Twim4K. You know, we'd be posting, talking shit about whatever, of course. Um, we hope y'all are safe. We hope if you're doing anything, you're being safe. And we will see y'all in the next one.